0: Have you been running your web design business for a while, but you don't know exactly why your customers aren't sticking with you for years after years? Now, a lot of businesses seek out a new company when it's time to redo their website, right? It doesn't have to be that way. You can delight your customers to a point that they'll be unable to imagine going anywhere else. When they need help with that redo you can be the first one they talk to. Now, while you can do a lot to keep your customers happy after you launch their websites, a lot of their initial impressions are going to come in the first few days and weeks of you building their website. It's really hard to undo a bad first impression after all. I have had countless clients come to me after a bad experience and complain about these very issues that we're going to cover today. If you want to provide stellar customer care, get referrals and keep your clients, you really just need to avoid doing these six things. Want to know what they are? you're listening to the Digital Masters, Growing Your Web Dev Business Podcast. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that you can use to improve your own web design business and make more money with every website you build. I'm your host, Marisa Skyver, aka Captain Coder. Number one, buying or controlling your customers' domains. Now, coming in hot at number one here, I get that it's easier to buy your customers' domains. I really do. But what happens when they want to move to someone else? I can't tell you how often I've helped a client figure out where their domains are, and they have zero Idea. I'm sure that you know it's an incredibly awkward experience to have to reach out to another web design business and ask for your new client's domain to be transferred to their own account. Or it can be incredibly frustrating because you may never hear back from that previous agency. It's all too often that I have clients ask me to buy domains on their behalf, so I totally get how all of this starts. So how do you fix the problem of client domains? Now, if my client has never bought a domain before and they want me to purchase it for them, I usually work with them to set up a GoDaddy or preferably a Namecheap account. I use their email, their payment information, and give them all of the login details. Of course, keeping the login record for myself then I just need to purchase the domains I need and everything is done in their name. I always use the privacy protection plans so my client's info isn't out there for public view either. Now their domain is the most valuable asset a business can own. It's where they build up their brand and their trust. Don't take away their power and control just because it's easier for you. Setting up an account on behalf of your client takes maybe an extra 10 minutes and it keeps everyone happier. Now, number two, not giving copyright to your clients. This is a personal pet peeve of mine and one that not a lot of my clients understand, if I'm honest. In your contracts, are you passing the copyright for the website design and copy back to your client? you should be. Now, depending on how you run your web design business, it should be a no-brainer to give them their own copyright. After all, you're writing that copy and creating that design for them. They should be able to use anything on their current website without fear that they're violating any kind of weird copyright laws, right? every single page of every single website you build should have a copyright notice right there in the footer. This protects your client from someone stealing their intellectual property and it gives them recourse in case they do. That also means that the copyright notice should have their business name Not yours. I've recently seen a trend where web design companies either forget to change the copyright in the footer or keep it as their own. Now, I'm not sure if they're simply trying to promote themselves or if there's actually trying to take ownership of their client's number one marketing asset, but it should never happen. It should always be copyrighted by the business who paid for the website, aka your client. Now the one thing that I would say excluded is code. One, if you're using a page builder like Elementor or Divi, you don't really own the copyrights on that anyway, so you can't pass that on to clients. But I custom code every WordPress website I build, so how do I handle that? Well, I have a note in my contracts that assigns copyright for everything but the code to my clients. For one, the code is my intellectual property and I need to be able to use similar pieces for future websites. For two, it prevents clients from duplicating their website and getting say five for the price of one. Now, if you have questions on how I do that exactly, feel free to jump over to at Podcast on Instagram and drop me a DM. I'm happy to share. Now, number three, not giving clients access to their websites. (laughs) For the love of everything holy, if I have one more client who tells me they don't have a WordPress login or I get into their site and see they don't have full admin access, I'm going to throw my nice laptop out of my window. Okay, not really. I have a backup laptop for throwing. But seriously, this is their website. Why do they not have full access? Yes, you're saying that they can break things. I can hear you saying it now, or you're protecting them, or they need to pay more for that access, or whatever nonsense you want to come up with. It's all bullshit. Your client paid you for that website. Once you launch it, it's theirs. It's the foundation for their marketing. So why don't they have full access to everything? Now, the next thing on our list is my number one way to successfully turn a client's website over to them without causing you to worry. But I also build their websites to be hard to mess up. Using advanced custom fields layouts, I give my clients complete control over their verbiage and imagery, but I protect the integrity of their design. Now, it's not impossible to mess up one of my websites, but it's certainly more difficult. I've had some talented customers do it for sure, though. Believe me. I also offer post-launch care plans where I host their website and take care of their WordPress maintenance. This means they're far less likely to go in and hit update on anything unusual, more likely to call me if they want to change, but they still get full access to their entire website. It's how I provide access without any of the worry. Number four, not training clients to update their website. And this is how I really protect my beautiful websites from their um, well-meaning owners. Every time I launch a website, I immediately schedule a training session. If the client is local, I might go to them or we'll do a call over Google Meets In that section, I walk them through all the pieces they might need to update on a more frequent basis. Now, how do I know what they're going to need to update often? I actually ask that at the start of every project. I make sure to dig into their processes and understand what will change and what might not. It not only helps me to build their website appropriately for those changes, but also to know where to concentrate my training. For the clients that don't want to sit through an hour training session, I do screen recording videos and I narrate that with audio of the different pieces and how to update their website. Now, I host these on Vimeo, and I just share the links back with my client. This makes it super easy for them to refer back to a very specific task, even six months later that they need to do without having to dig through notes or scrub through an hour long video. I will say most of my clients seem to prefer the broken up training, but Some still prefer the more in-person experience. Now, training to me is an imperative component, not only to protect the websites that you're building, but to empower your clients to handle things on their own. They'll feel like they can do things by themselves and not be handcuffed to working with you. But you know what? Many of them still prefer to have me do the updates, which is fine. I love helping them keep their websites up to date. I just know in running my um, web design business, I'd rather that my clients choose to work with me than have to work with me. Number five, not answering emails within one business day. Well, you actually got back to me. Thanks so much for actually answering me so quickly. I love that you actually respond to emails. All three of these are actual statements new clients have said to me when we've started working together. Why is my abilities to respond to emails so incredibly surprising? Because unfortunately, web developers especially have a terrible reputation for being available. I have heard horror stories from clients of not getting responses for days, to weeks, to even months at a time. I'm not sure how you can effectively be running a web design business and not answer your emails, but apparently it's all too common of an issue. So how do I stay on top of my emails? Now, I'm actually working on improving my actual process for emails right now, Mostly to keep them from overwhelming me, not to help me answer them. But the simplest ways to answer emails. Now, I could be in my inbox all day, every day, but then I never get anything done. Instead, I set a time aside time first thing in the morning, at noon, and at the end of the day to catch up on emails in my inbox. Now I purposefully leave emails unread that I need to respond to, or even mark them as unread if I've glanced at them, but I still need to answer them. I personally can easily get overwhelmed by the emails in my inbox, and I'm especially the ones that I'm not entirely sure how to answer. Now, when something more complex comes up and I need to take time to research or maybe diagnose an issue, I send a very quick, I'm looking into this message. I usually try to give an expectation of when they can hear back from me too. Communication is, man, it's so key. It's hard, but it is so important to keep your customers happy and prevent them from shopping around. Number six, not having a finished website of your own. Now, I've joked about this a lot with friends in the industry. Web design agencies and businesses tend to be like the cobblers with no shoes, right? We just don't prioritize our own websites. Why is that so wrong? Because you're literally telling someone that you can build an effective website for them and their business. How can they believe you when yours is so obviously neglected? I researched a competitor recently who had very obviously used a template for the website. I, I let's be real, I judge that. But that wasn't the issue. They were sending out this website to prospects and had it had fake placeholder testimonials placeholder team members, lorem ipsum text, and a lot of pieces that had very obviously not been finished. Do you think that web design business was going to gain trust of those prospects with obvious glaring errors like that? Now, what to do if you're overwhelmed? If your business took off and you're just too overwhelmed to build a full website, build yourself a smaller version. I used a simple single-page website for many years while I was a freelancer. It was easier to keep accurate and quick to throw up. Only when I was ready and had a moment to breathe did I expand it out to a full website. I also try to treat my own web design business like it's a client. I schedule all of my internal marketing tasks in my project management app, I use clickup, review my website like I would a client's, and I set aside time to take care of my business. After all, if I'm not going to take care of my own business, I can use, I can lose that well-earned trust with my potential clients. Not a good look. Now, the key to all of these pieces. You don't want to run your web design business like you're a fly-by-night freelancer. Even if it's just you in your business, you should be treating this like it's a full-on legitimate business. Avoid these mistakes and make your clients feel far more comfortable with you. You'll be surprised at how easy it is to do things the right way and how much happier everyone will be when you do. Thank you all for listening to our episode this week. If you want to catch more Digital Masters, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit us at digitalmasterspodcast.com. If you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing, follow us on Instagram at digitalmasterspodcast or visit us online at becomeadigitalmaster.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.